We got pop parallels for you. Riffing non pop culture with some improv too. With your boys, Pod, Nam, and Padru. Pop parallels for you. Alright. Welcome to Pop Parallels Podcast. It's your boy, Padru. Back for episode 5 of P Cubed. PPP, uh, Pop Parallels Podcast. Am I making it clear what all the P's stand for? I think I am. As I said, it's your boy, Padru. And uh, normally on this show, we've got my boy, Padnam, over there. Uh, we also do another podcast called Brooklyn Rebound. But Padnam, a.k.a. Inam, is not here today uh, for me to podcast with. So, of course, I've got the next best thing, maybe even a better thing. I don't know why I'm saying thing. It's a person, a human being. I'm replacement an host. See, he can speak even, so his objects typically can't do that unless it's some sort of Pixar movie or something. So I think it, it is a human over there. It's my boy, E. Nam, and uh, a.k.a. Eric, a.k.a. Young Gallopole today. Okay, a.k.a. Young Gallopole. Now, if you... If you're a listener of Mr. Zerelvin podcast, which is on the Brooklyn Rebound feed that I mentioned there, you would uh, recognize this voice as one of my co-hosts of Mr. Zerelvin, but now he's stepping in, stepping into the big shoes of co-host for Pop Parallels podcast. And as of right now, co-host and guest, really, because unlike uh, every other episode of this show thus far, don't currently have a guest today, and we're uh, we're just throwing one together right now. Ehnam or Young Gallopole, have you listened to any of the other four episodes of this podcast that have been... Yeah, man, I'm familiar with your work. I'm familiar with the uh, format. We should be good. We should be all right. Okay, well, it's interesting you said that last part regarding the format, because what I was going to say was, basically, we've done a slightly different format for pretty much every episode to this point, and there will be no exception today. We we had an episode with me and uh, Padnam doing uh, it was just the two of us doing some improv and while we talked about the topic we had an episode with the two of us and a guest topic improv we had an episode with the two of us and a guest topic no improv and uh on down the line from there structurally different so i think that's good for a a podcast especially a new podcast right you don't want to you don't want to keep coming out with the same exact thing every time you don't want people to get used to something right you want to just keep mixing it up so they don't know what's going on. You got to bring the wild card every now and then. Yeah. That's right. But anyway, it's it's pop parallels. So generally, the, I keep mentioning improv. So um, me and Pod Nam, like uh, we we're on an improv team together, Pez Junket, and we do a, uh, we like to do a lot of improv comedy and such while discussing topics. But listen, I like to just discuss topics by themselves as well. Which basically just means pop parallel. Well, what, what does pop parallels mean to you, Eric? What do pop parallels mean to me? That's right. When you, if you if you uh, hadn't heard this podcast yet, ever uh, the the back catalog, and I I told you pop parallels. What does that mean? It means we're going to be taking nouns, that's persons, places, or things, or okay. ideas from popular culture, and we're going to be drawing parallels, probably in history. I don't know. Drawing parallels in history. Well, you might be talking about what specifically we're going to get into today, but yeah, okay. in a more in a more general sense, pop parallel. At least how I'd come up with it to mean that there's a lot of similarities between things in pop culture, movies, TV, songs, internet, etc. 
whatever you consider pop culture, there's a lot of parallels already there. And I like to try to look at why are these there and why does this make sense and why is something so common, etc. Why should always remind me of other shit? Yeah, like why should always remind me of other shit? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, you, you basically said it as well as anyone can. And of course, a uh, different topic each episode. And we especially wanted you on Young Gallopole on this episode because getting getting in the realm of politics today. Because, I don't know, it, in America and all over the globe, it would seem uh, the whole United States presidential election 2016 is, is kind of heating up, I suppose. It's lit. It's currently March of 2016 as we record right now. And there's been a, a plethora of debates and uh, everywhere in the media... All people are talking about is Trump, Hillary, Bernie, Kasich. Not really that last. No one's really talking about Kasich. But he won my home (laughs) state of Ohio, apparently, where he was the former governor. Now, personally, myself, I I'm not big into politics and following it too much. Well, it's not one of my my larger interests. I'm really kind of interested. I'm interested in politics more as how how would you describe it? I'm interested in it, like, from a larger perspective, I guess. Like, I find it interesting how different political systems work, and historically and things like that. But when it comes to United States politics, I don't find... It doesn't hold my interest that much, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of things with the system in general that I don't agree with, and I don't think is really the best way to do things. But I don't want to... This isn't a podcast to go off on a rant about that. I want to tie it back to pop culture, specifically, but... That being said, what? How do you feel about United States politics? You're more into it, right? Yeah, I uh, I don't necessarily know where all the blood's going, but I do like to keep a finger or two on the pulse. I don't know. I moved to New York, so I'm a shrill liberal, and that is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and you're from, uh, of course, Arkansas, as we mentioned on a, mm-hmm. on our other podcast. One of the redder states, yes. So you were so I'm going to the red blue state thing, I guess. You like took a look around and was like, "This, this isn't really my place." Oh, these aren't my. People. I'm going to, up to New York City. <laughs> you know it. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, but you do like to do. You, what what sources do you go to for political news and event keeping aware? Keeping is two fingers of the pro, appropriate amount of fingers uh, for. I would imagine checking a pulse. I should know this. I was for a number of uh, things. Lifeguard but. for many years and the CPR and all that. I should know how many fingers you're supposed to use I think it was I think it maybe that wasn't that important but uh, I'm already sidetracking myself here talking about well it's a parallel uh, rescuing yeah it's a parallel to that but what sorry what what uh, sources do you go to I read a lot of I read a lot of uh, online news magazines I, I like my uh, Google News feed I like my CNN I like read a lot of Slate and uh, I'm on Twitter a bunch okay and Twitter I would say is one of my main sources of news in general yeah like, like, I'm not a big uh, politics guy, not a big news guy, other than, like, sports news, essentially. And, you know, pop culture news, and, of course, again, this is pop parallels. But I do uh, frequent Twitter, although I don't I do not do too much tweeting from my own hand. I'm more mm-hmm. on Observer uh, in that regard. But do you like to send out uh, tweets about political opinions and things like that? Yeah, every now and then. I do a lot more retweeting, but I also yeah. I, I drink a lot, so I... I sent some of my own tweets. Okay, so when I'm when I'm perusing my Twitter feed at like twelve thirty on a uh, on a Wednesday night, Tillman time. That's and I start seeing your oh Young E Dash Nam has been sending a lot of tweets out. That's probably it's probably the booze that's got you. Uh, Usually, 
Okay, that makes sense. Now everything's getting pieced together. I mean, I don't want to put you on two on the spot here, but what was what was one of your recently crafted gems that you sent out uh, regarding? I don't know, like was there anything regarding the current election? No, I've mostly been tweeting about basketball. Okay, well, this is not that podcast. Not that podcast. Not that podcast. That's all right. To put you on the spot there, but well, going back to the pop culture thing, do you consider politics pop culture at all, or is it a different thing? Honestly, at this point, like, the extent to which politics has invaded our entertainment, uh, yes. So, like, every prominent politician is going to get an SNL parody, uh, stuff like that. It's going to happen. Um, I mean, with especially during the uh, Bush administration and the Daily Show and all the, all the other nightly shows that uh, grew up in, or came up in that industry around then. Around turn of the century-ish. Yeah, a lot of, like, liberal schadenfreude and... Uh, I feel like at this point they're pretty much, pretty much entwined. Okay. Politics um, and pop culture. That's what I figured, so I felt fine using that uh, on Plus a pop all those culture dope program. Radiohead like songs, man. The, the Radiohead songs. Uh, they one of their albums is like allegedly a Bush take though. I don't. Oh, really there was some like. Uh, wasn't there some Chuck Klosterman book where he has like a whole chapter about like. Yeah. Radiohead predicted nine eleven or something weird like that. Yeah, that that's in one of his. I'll be. This is a complete tangent, but I'm just going to uh, not a parallel to the side for a second. No tangent. Uh, since you brought up Radiohead, I have to be honest. I feel like normally I, uh, especially when it comes to music, and maybe not just when it comes to music. I guess there's a lot of things I don't like that people find popular, but a lot of times it's like understandable. Like I'm not a big pop music fan. I get why people like it. Whatever Taylor Swift or something. But normally when it comes to artists and bands that people like really like respect more that are more like indie cred, I guess, mm-hmm. I'm generally more on board for that sort of band. But for whatever reason, I've never gotten into Radiohead at oh, all. I'm, I'm not, not into Radiohead. And I don't, I don't really like them. Like, I don't, they don't, but I feel like everyone loves Radiohead and it's like always like mm-hmm. the first band people are saying is like the greatest band ever and stuff like that. I just don't get it. I get like Radiohead changed some things that they didn't change the culture but as far as like the people who ended up listening to them and and then making music it's a similar effect obviously not in magnitude comparable to this the effect like the Beatles had which are like oh people you can do this with music I'm gonna do this now it doesn't mean that like you have to be super into Radiohead songs all right. I guess even the songs that I like from them, I honestly like like cover versions of them better. Like like Same. the song Karma Police mm-hmm. has a good cover version, I think. Um. Karma Police arrest this girl in is making me feel ill. Um, I don't know. Again, we're on a full tangent here, but they just don't like. I, they don't have the thing that like moves me when I listen to. Like, I don't feel anything when I hear their songs. Yeah, there's well, not... Well, it seems like yeah. people do. There's not, know. like, a ton of just, like, brutal, like, pathos in Radiohead's music, which is sort of one of the things that I listen for, so I, I get you. Okay. What, uh, now I'm trying to branch this back. What, what, um, what if, if, uh, let's say, if Hillary had to, uh, pick a new campaign song from the whole Radiohead oeuvre, who would, would she select? I don't really. Or know you don't know there. Yeah, obviously, um, that's a bad question since you said you're not a fan either. What what's what song that you like? What song that, that I, does move you and has pathos or whatever you're saying? What song would you t- would you choose for for all for Hillary? 
Yeah, I just Shit. picked a random person. You know what? Run the Jewels endorse Bernie, so this is cheating, but I feel like the perfect campaign song would be Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck by Run the Jewels. No, I like that song. A wise man once said, we all dead, fuck it. Just spit it disgusting youngin' and hold your nuts while you gunning. I listened, tatted a sentence on my dick last summer. Now I'll never get that phrase off my brain, it's no wonder. So you think she's like gonna be like Killer Mike supporting Bernie over here? Fuck this guy, I'm gonna use his song anyway. Yeah. Just to stick it to him. I do feel like a song called Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck is probably not... <laughs> For the first female candidate. Not even gender aside, I yeah. feel like that's not really... Her constituents in general aren't really getting behind that well, sort I almost think that's more of a Trump, uh, yeah. a Trump thing, but... Fair enough. Liars and politicians, profiteers of the prisons, the forehead engravers, enslavers of men and women, including members of clergy that rule on you through religion. So strip your kids to the nude and then tell them God will forgive them. Trump's, Trump's song is definitely going to be like a Kid Rock song. Yeah. Almost definitely. Well, it's smart because a lot of times can I've noticed candidates pick songs, especially like Republican candidates, they pick these songs and like most of the musicians that play the songs are democrats or whatever so mm -hmm. then they get upset and say they can't use the song but it would be smart of like trump or someone to just go go for the kid rock song because he he probably won't have a problem with it right as, appo sure as opposed like to republican i would have to imagine i mean at least i think i don't know i mean i guess that could be a I don't know, sometimes I'm surprised with what, like, people are. Yeah. But uh, I would think he might be. Oh, Detroit? I don't know. That's that's probably a pretty liberal city. Yeah, at least at least it was. Not I mean, anymore? I don't know. I'm not there. I don't speak for Detroit. What? I brought you <laughs> on this episode to speak for Detroit. Detroit, I let you down. I thought, you were, I, th I'm, I thought your nickname was Young Motor City, not Young Gallup but anyway, okay, so the bulk of what I wanted to discuss, I guess, is how politicians use, like, uh, well, it's mostly we'll talk about politicians running for office, what they, when they're doing that, what types of media do they use to get the people on board, right. and how has, even if they're not actively using the media, like, for example, actively using it would be like, I have my Twitter account, I'm spamming out. That might not be the right word. I'm sending out the messages about my campaign to people that follow me or for just people that Well, if you're Trump somewhere. spamming is the right word. Right, so that's that's active. But, for example, with Trump, he's been on TV for so long, which is an active choice by him to be on TV, but it's mm -hmm. not like back in the day he probably wasn't thinking, I'm doing this so when I run for office one day, I have so much more notoriety. Mm -hmm. But I still think that's a, a large one of the larger reasons why he does have that that uh, cachet, I guess, if you would call it now, to get people on board for his campaign because people are so used to seeing him on TV all the time. But that wasn't an active choice necessarily, but the media still helped him in that way. Right. So that's kind of what I wanted to discuss a bit. I like that. And I guess Trump, I might as well start at Trump. I mean, that's... Everybody I, always does. Yeah, what I just said was um, kind of my thesis on him about the, the TV to... Um, I mean, I do think that's like how... Right, he's... Um, not just that, like his name's plastered all over everything. There was a, did you watch the John Oliver piece about Trump? Yes. Donald Trump, I guess? Um, right. What they were saying in that was that, I guess they were positing that his name has become synonymous with like wealth and uh, success. success. Which yeah, are things right. that he does not have. No, well, yeah, I mean, well, arguably he does have success. Right, sure. I mean, but most of his followers, I presume, don't have this, uh, but they want to like 
get on board with that message, I guess, even though it's false or whatever. But that's so that's built up and by having huge buildings with your name on it, having your name that that's a large part. But I would also argue, like I said, being on TV even before he had his um The Apprentice, right, his reality show. I remember seeing him on t- coming on like talk shows and things before that. Like I I basically from a fairly young age I would say knew the name Donald Trump. Yeah, he was in. Uh, they pointed this out, I think, or they showed a clip in the John Oliver thing too. Like he was um, in the movie Home Alone too. Yes. In the early nineties. Excuse me. Where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. So like he's put himself out there, and television is like a powerful tool, really, for politicians, right? Even going back to another like famous example, people turn to a lot about how television affects politics would be the uh, Nixon-Kennedy debate, I guess, from the year 1960, 61, whatever that would be. What was yeah, the election? Was, it would have been that year, I guess. It might have been 63. 60. No, he no, died he in was 63. Dead <laughs> I believe, I guess it must have been 1960, if that was an election year. I think so. But you know what I'm talking about with this debate. Mm-hmm. First televised debate. Right, so people thought that, yeah, I mean, we're not saying anything new here, but this is been said a lot, but I guess the general gist was Nixon, the debate was on radio and TV, TV was fairly newer, I guess it's probably been around for near a decade at that point, but it was getting to the point where it's starting to be in everyone's homes, and then radio was kind of on the way out a little bit, but probably still pretty big, I would imagine, so people who listened to the debate only on radio, didn't see it on TV, all basically said, oh, Nixon won that debate, they thought he had gave clearer points, more concise, sounded smarter, all that stuff. But everyone who watched it on TV uh, was it thought Kennedy looked like a much better candidate, right? Because apparently Nixon was like sweating and like didn't obviously he's an ugly guy compared to Kennedy, who was for president, I guess, one of the better looking presidents, right? Um, Just a like beautiful tan, forty three year old rich dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will argue like if you compare him to like someone from today who people consider good looking I don't feel like he was that I'm not the best judge of like saying which guys are good looking I guess but I don't I don't feel like he would hold up as well by today's standards but maybe back then yeah well in cosmetics um, now leaps and bounds ahead right right I mean yeah people 43 year olds uh, then looked different than 43 year olds now I'm gonna say that but anyway uh, people said he won the debate the people that saw it on TV because of that and Nixon apparently didn't care about his appearance didn't put mm-hmm. thought into it and that was uh, detrimental. Obviously, he lost that election, uh, ended up losing it, and people point to that as one of the big things, big turning points, I suppose. And then, of course, he won the next time he ran, I believe it would have been right. the next time. So I think LBJ got a whole term, and then Nixon won in 68. I could be wrong. That's probably correct. Yeah, yeah, because LBA signed uh, the Civil Rights Act in 65, so I, I think that time Yeah, he got elected after he, after he had already taken over for Kennedy. And then Nixon, so what, what do you think? I mean, we could still keep talking about that debate thing, but uh, but since we mentioned it, do, do you know anything that... Well, how are you on, like, historical things like this? Do you know a lot about it? I know some facts. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm, not like a, I'm not like an encyclopedia. Well, would you say that... I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but I'm thinking that when Nixon did end up winning and he did have to do televised debates, I'm not sure who he would have been running against in that campaign, but I imagine he would have cleaned up his image a bit and 
put more thought into like how you present it, someone especially had to like years later. Him. Yeah. Someone had told him, right? So, it, do you do you know anything about that? If he did that or something like that? I don't actually have any cool stories. Um, I assume that like there was a locked room and he was secretly recording uh, everyone talking to him. And uh, He's uh, like, they, oh, that guy's a good idea over there. I right. hear him saying, I look bad. Yeah. Well, but going back to that debate, is there anything that you can think of that's like synonymous to this, like? Like, is there, what would be the equivalent, I guess, like, radio, uh, TV's taking over for radio, people aren't, don't know it yet, especially maybe some older people, they're not as used to it yet, they're slower to adapt. Mm. Uh, is there an equivalent, like, later on now, like, the internet, maybe it could be some type of equivalent? Right, uh, so the way that people under, like, 30, 40, 50 get their news now, it's all, it's all on the internet. So people, and older people who are, theoretically, vote more, they're still getting their news and their their debate and uh political coverage from traditional media which at that time was even untraditional um and brand new but they're still getting it from newspapers and and television and now people even younger than us are using totally different apps to get all their news you can get news from snapchat theoretically there is so there are a bunch of apps that i don't even know i get all my news from twitter stuff right. like that as i said i mostly get mine there as well but that's interesting that you said you did make the claim just now, which I think is probably true, that older people vote more. I believe that. So that doesn't really follow from what I was saying, though, because, I mean, maybe it's just a separate point entirely to get into, but the newer technology won over. The candidate that used the newer technology won over mm-hmm. in the Nixon-Kennedy case, right? So I was trying to find a parallel to something like a politician and using the internet to win over people who watch TV, but maybe that won't work because, like you said, well, older people are still on board the... Sure. TV well, I mean, and all that. Obama's campaign in LA was pretty prolific on the internet, and McCain and Palin and, and Facebook, not right, so much. Yeah, there was a huge Facebook. That was a little bit before push. Twitter got yeah. really big. It was just starting to get right. It just came out right around then, I guess, probably. Yeah, okay. but o- part of the reason that Obama was able to take some of those swing states was by activating the youth vote. And I, if we're gonna be drawing parallels, I, I buy that. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So McCain, right, was McCain yet, was trying to, he, he didn't, I suppose, probably have much of a Facebook presence. I'm sure someone in his camp. I'm sure his campaign did, but it wasn't. wasn't put something together, but I guess maybe, do you think, I know uh, that all these politicians, like, have these huge teams of people mm-hmm. doing everything, thinking of everything, what to say, what to try, all this stuff. Like, different, I guess, obviously, than the 60s when people weren't aware of this yet that you're going to be seen all the time, you know what to say, you know what to do. But is there anything to the point that maybe Obama himself, being a younger guy, was more convincing across like social media and the internet to potential voters where it would, it would ring more false for like an old guy like McCain or something who's you know, back from Vietnam days? Yeah, I mean, that is weird because like Obama like being more eloquent than McCain, which I believe is just true, McCain's whole thing where he was running against... Uh, Bush in the 2000 primary was that he was a straight talker like his tour bus was literally named the straight talk express <laughs> it's so weird and I, I guess the party the Republican party couldn't have seen it coming but for just like to run a candidate whose whole thing was his like his honesty and his eloquence and then to just lose in all of those categories to the younger more uh, more hip candidate that's funny too you because know, like, I would say that so you're talking about the primary between for the Republican nomination between him and George W. Bush, right? Yeah, in in, so in, in that case, he, uh, <laughs> the, the less eloquent candidate defeated him. Much. 
So then he's going to this Obama tangle now that he actually has the nomination, and now he's going from another way. He can't win either way. Yeah, you can't be too down the middle, I guess. Right. Um, but okay, that's that's interesting too. And I guess so. If we were talking about TV still. Maybe we should get into like the whole twenty-four hour news cycle, mm-hmm. which so maybe these older folks they're not maybe on board with all tweeting and whatnot and everything, snapping chats, keeking. Is that a thing? Keek. See, I'm only twenty-eight. I think that's. I think it's pronounced and I don't, kick. Even know I don't do that either. Though. Kick, kick me some nudes or something. Right. That's what mm-hmm. the teams say. Yeah, that's what Anthony Weiner is probably on now. <laughs> Almost definitely. But. So what I was trying to get into, though, the news, so maybe they're not on board all this stuff, but they are on board as the, the TV, as you said. They've grown up with it their whole lives, even someone who is, like, 80 years old now, pretty much grown up with TV most of their life, at least, and they're very used to it. And TV gradually moved where into this, like, 24-hour news cycle, mm-hmm. hundreds of channels, all this stuff. So I know there's probably some people that are like, oh, I only watch PBS and CBS and Tom Selleck, show with Mark or Donnie Wahlberg solving mysteries Friday night I'm there watching it live I think the show's called Blue Bloods right so even these Blue Bloods fans even if that's they're still only mostly watching those channels they still are aware more of the I'm sure they're still what flip on Fox News CNN whatever seeing it all the time so TV is in a spot where it's pretty much captured everyone at this point Mm mm-hmm and even if people are off TV, like younger people, which some might be pure internet, like myself, I don't have cable, they're still getting the internet. Right. So one or the other, you're getting one of these two still dominant forms of media, right? Is there any, besides television and the, the general sense of the internet, which is pretty wide-ranging, but besides those two things, do you think there's anything relevant other than those two? Like right now? Yeah, 2016, the year of our Lord. The year, the year of our Lord, 2016. Start saying Lord, that LeBron after James. I say, uh, say what the year is. I don't know what. I don't even know where that comes from, but I like it. That's it's cool. I like it. Um, like radio, for example, that might have been. Yeah, I was going to say like obviously there, not talk radio longer, had really. like a renaissance in, during the like first Bush term. I remember really the first Bush, meaning the, the, the first uh, W term. Excuse oh, me. really? That's, that's how I remember it anyway. Like, was that when satellite radio came out in the, there about, during yeah. the, those years? I feel like so that, that never an took off technology. too much, but right. maybe a little bit. Or at least like having those dudes on all the time just giving you your opinions. Right. So I guess there still is radio, but I feel like that's a distant third. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, what else could even be put for? Newspaper, print media is pretty much well and dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Internet journalism's a lot. But yeah, but that, that goes back. You're getting that stuff from the internet. Mm-hmm. But what else? There's... Podcasts are even still related to the internet, I would say, and they're not that big yet. Yeah, they're both internet and radio. So you got your NPR on there, you got your Fox News on there. Maybe podcasts will blow up really huge one day eventually. I mean, I definitely think it could happen. Yeah. Uh, they're already getting fairly big, I think. If you're listening to this, you already know how to listen to them or whatever. You know. Congratulations, what listener. Congrats. But maybe people going back years from now, and it's huge, mm-hmm. and this will be like, oh, people are starting to talk about this stuff on... These podcasts back then was a new thing. Yeah. But it's not there yet. And yeah, so what else is there? Nothing really. I mean, yeah. So you've got one or you've got the other. Subway ads, yeah, for us local New Yorkers here. um, 
you know, there might, I've never, I don't think I've seen a political ad on the subway. I assume they know it's just not worth it. I've seen, like, the mayor being like, oh, we're filming this movie locally, and he's uh-huh. got his, like, stamp of approval. That's not really a um, campaign sort of thing, I guess. Some of those movies look dope. Oh, you think? Yeah. I like movies. Okay. Well, yeah, we're talking pop culture. What? Let's take another t- it's trip down tangent lane here. What? What's, like, one of your favorite politically themed movies American politically Paper themed politically movies politically themed movies I don't know about movies I love the West Wing just like the behind the scenes of the process like they go through like they for a couple seasons they're legislating and then the, like not legislating but they're, they're doing the thing running the country and then they have to campaign and it's a whole thing I think they even have to deal with 9-11 in one episode well they do ones. so I saw that episode in school actually Oof. um well, two things about West Wing. So I never watched it regularly. I only watched it in school. In high school, I guess probably my senior year, yeah, my government class, the teacher would just randomly like put West Wing episodes on, like maybe like once a month. Mm-hmm. So I probably saw like seven or eight of those. And he like loved it. He was like obsessed with the show. And I was like, oh, it's all right to sit through in class. Like it's better than li- listening to his boring ass talk about something. But it wasn't like interesting me enough to try to go out and seek it out and watch it on my own but the 9-11 one actually I watched that episode in eighth grade which was when when I was in eighth grade was the, was September 2011 and they had that episode and they my my I guess social studies teacher that year in eighth grade showed it to us maybe I guess uh, probably yeah, came out like a month later quick. yeah but what it was was an, a non-canon episode uh-huh. so you had what um actors and like everything who was on the show um you looking for names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, Martin. Not Martin Sheen. Sheen. Um, what was what the other one of the other main male cast members? Rob Lowe. Not Rob Lowe. Richard Schiff. Not Richard Schiff. You're getting the other guy. I guess it would be the other guy. Yeah, he's like curlyish hair. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I've seen him in like every TV show. This is Sam Seaborn, Deputy Communications Director. Now, uh, don't be frightened when I tell you now that in this room. Sam is the knowledgeable terrorism expert. The good news is that in this government, we have some extremely knowledgeable terrorism experts. I heard I was needed. I came. We were talking about Al... Am I pronouncing this right? Al Hassan Ibn al-Sabah? But uh, he was, like, talking, like, directly to, like, breaking the fourth wall, essentially. Yeah, he was talking uh, to a classroom full of children. Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe that's Maybe that was it. And he was explaining 9-11. But then they're like, yeah, this is... That wasn't canon to the show because they couldn't just like integrate that into the plot line. Right, absolutely. But they felt the need to comment on it, which I guess why not? So I asked you for a movie example, and now we're talking about television. Whistling. Yeah, I, well, that's still pop culture. I but. typically stay away from uh, like those Oliver Stoney political thrillers. Um, like I really did like JFK's. Election, but I didn't remember anything. Don't really remember anything about it, and it's from the '90s. Election? Uh, yeah. Well, that movie is not about United States politics, or the the Matthew Broderick movie you're talking about. I don't think he's in that. Anyway, I thought Election was the movie where Matthew Broderick's a teacher, and then like, is it Reese Witherspoon maybe is like a student? And... You thinking Legally Blonde? No, I'm not thinking of <laughs> Legally Blonde. All right, uh, I don't remember. I may have my movies mixed up. Yeah, there's a movie where like she's a student and she's like real precocious and like do-gooder everything. You're just describing Legally Blonde. No, not Legally Blonde. Oh, right. No, law- lawyers are not brought in. And then basically, the teacher, Broderick, doesn't like her, and he, like, throws their class student election. He, like, throws some votes out, so she loses. And that's, like, a whole thing. I'll never know if she saw me. Probably not. But in that moment, all the bad memories, all the things I'd ever wanted to say to her, 
It all came flooding back. My first impulse was to run over there, pound on her window, and demand that she admit she tore down those posters and lied and cheated her way into winning that election. But instead, I just stood there. I'm so it sounds like you. Election. It sounds like you know enough that you may be right. I like a movie about a, about an election that came out around that time, and uh, I don't remember much about it. I I typically <laughs> stay away from political thrillers because I just like the process itself is exhausting enough. Okay, you got no more details on this on this '90s movie. It's out. It's over. I was like 15 when I saw it. Maybe were you not? You would not have even been 15 in the 90s. Though. No, no, I, I got it late. Your store is full of holes, young Gallup. Things come to us late. Oh, okay. So what's uh, what's drilling into theaters uh, this month in Arkansas? Like I think Spider-Man they just got 3? the Avengers 1. Okay, so a little cool. further ahead. <laughs> Batman 2. We both went for the, uh, the the superhero on. I guess that's an easy pull. Right. All right, yeah, uh, political movies. Well, so to bring us back to what's supposed to be my topic here... Have any politicians used... I mean, I guess you would say Ronald Reagan, right, was an actor, a famous actor. Mm-hmm. Or at least... Rel- I don't know how famous he was bef- as an actor. I don't... Famous enough that yeah. people knew who he was. He had the name and recognition. Voting for him. So and that's kind of like... That could almost be seen as like the Trump way with t- from TV. Mm-hmm. People saw him in movies. Maybe he acted a certain way, gave off a certain persona or something. And then people felt more comfortable electing him president in the United States. Even you could point to something ridiculous like Arnold Schwarzenegger being elected governor of California. That one seems most egregious. Yeah. And that's just a case of people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is a, not a good actor, but, no. but a big, muscly guy who's been in a lot of good movies. Uh, I mean, I would have voted for The Terminator, I guess. From uh, Well, that's the whole thing. Would you really? He's I not even an American. I guess yeah. he's an American citizen now, but he's doesn't can't even speak English properly. Right. Well, it's just like the governor. Like, the governors of my home state of like... They can't speak English properly? Either? No, they... Well, we're from Arkansas, so... Okay. All unintelligible through the accent. It's it's horrendous. Who is the governor of Arkansas? Do you know? Right now, I think it's Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson? Mm-hmm. Um, is that a man or Mike, a That's a, That's a man. Asa. Um, Mike... I don't know how he identifies. My bad. <laughs> um, okay. Mike Huckabee was a former governor of Arkansas. Oh, right, the right, large right, man right. that loves, loves the Bible. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I remember Huckabee. Yeah, he always... So how did he become relevant? Because I feel like Huckabee was a guy that never really did well in the polls or anything, mm-hmm. never came close to being elected for anything major, but he's kind of always hanging around and stuff. Was he using the media in some way? <sighs> Interesting. So, uh, after his gubernatorial run in Arkansas, he was able to use his connections with the AFA. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if he was connected with him, but like conservative organizations, uh, just uses a blanket phrase, he was able to use those to, to garner enough interest to get Fox News to give him a political program. Plus, he had name recognition because he was a governor. He used that show, I believe, to parlay interest in a uh, from donors in a presidential run, both in 2012 and this year. Okay. But, so yeah, so he's using like a show. Yeah. A TV show um, on... Are they called TV shows when it's like, yeah, just like your... You say program, you sound program, like sophisticated. Uh, the, I'm watching the Huckabee show tonight. Right. I think it's it might have oh, been called the Huckabee show. Yeah. And that's kind of gets into, like, so 
with this 24-hour news cycle, they not only do they have to fill time on everything, maybe that, that leads to more people popping up because they need stuff to talk about, so candidates that might not get any recognition before are even getting highlighted or something. Right. I don't know, maybe is Ben Carson an example of that? Maybe, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll um, give you that. But uh, going along with that, also these, like, these channels are not, uh, they're all like, what would be the word that people use? They're all streamlined to a specific ideology, or at least a specific. They're like narrow casting, I think is the word. Yeah, that's yeah, that's to a specific ideal or whatever. Or people want to see this, so they watch this. So people aren't even getting. Maybe this is more about news than politics, but mm-hmm. it's all interrelated. People aren't get, are only getting hearing what they want to hear anyway, for the most part, right? Sure, I think I think I can hit that softball. So. You want me to take the tea away, and I'll just patch yeah. it Yeah, let's All just right. do this. So it's, it's a little bit poetic because as, like, the internet took off, it started taking the audience away from television because people, couldn't, A, couldn't afford both, and B, like, everything on everything good from television ends up on the internet anyway. So as TV starts losing, losing its audience, it goes apeshit and just, like, needs to get ratings. So what do you do? You find an audience, and you give them exactly what you already know they want to keep them. So you no longer have to be fair and balanced you you no longer have to like present legitimate arguments you just have to scream at people in a language that they understand so if i could try to draw an analogy here it would be something like people used to go to the store or something to buy their groceries all right well all right so let's say people used to people used to go clothes shopping and they went to the mall and they looked in all these different stores and now all of a sudden i can buy my clothes online i just i can do whatever i want right I'll bring them in, you know, let me get my credit card out, Amazon, send it to me. Maybe maybe a store opens up that's like, oh, uh, we don't sell this online. Like, this type of shoes you have to buy. You have to come down to the store and buy these fancy Jordans or something. Mm-hmm. Then that person's going to be like, all right, well, I guess I got to take a tr- I might as well take a trip down to the store because I want this. That's like what cable is right now. Right. Or, or you market a line that's... You, you don't sell it online and you market a line that it sells exclusively to douchebags so they have to come to your store and at least if all your customers are just douchebags at least you have customers right right okay yeah so I guess that's more spot on of the analogy I guess yeah I, I'm just I'm just here I'm just, just here to whittle these down for me I like it yeah, I was trying to think of a product people will have to go out to buy I guess Jordan's is not really Ed Hardy Ed Hardy, you can't buy. There's no online store for uh, Mr. Hardy. Let's just say there weren't. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Yeezys. Yeezys. All right. Buy Yeezys Can you online. buy them on Title? They're they're probably Title exclusive in the next two years. So uh, that's something I just thought of. Um, is there so something we haven't touched much on is music, right? Mm-hmm. Like artists like Kanye or maybe someone like Jay Z or something. I would have to think that them name dropping certain candidates or something maybe in a song or just otherwise, that would probably help uh, certain candidates out. So that could be another way politicians might use. Now, I guess that's a more active versus just happenstance, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Maybe a politician. But the, the candidates aren't, like, asking. Right, right. That's what I was going to say. So maybe they, maybe a candidate could be like, oh, Jay-Z, come do this event with me or something. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but in often cases, they're probably just, like, dropping the name like Obama or something mm. and, and that just gets more into the culture young um, Jeezy's my president will live with me always yeah and what's that a reference to the uh it was like it was in 08 right after the election he's uh, sung like the president my, my president's yeah, black my Lambo's song. blue 
And what was the next verse? I'll be goddamned if my rims ain't too. So Obama's elected at that point, and he's commenting on it, you know, along with his rims and the color mm -hmm. of what he likes to wear and all that, or oh, yeah. drive. It was a celebration did, at that point. Did that help Obama get reelected somehow? I mean, I just want to say yes because of the enthusiasm. I, I believe that I believe that Jeezy fans were watching out for our boy. Now, four years. To be fair, I don't know what the uh, kind of crossover between Jeezy fans and like Mitt Romney supporters would be to begin with. So fair, they weren't turning anybody. <laughs> yeah, but maybe there could be another example where they would somehow I'm trying to think here what do you got for me what do you got oh no well, I, I, I just thought at this point you know just now I wasn't planning to talk about this necessarily so it'd be nice if I could pull something I mean let's brainstorm I mean what what if both Taylor Swift and Beyonce came out pro Hillary I mean that would probably help I'm sure that's again theoretical though I'm trying to think of like a real example here mm. oh okay uh, like what? Oh, do you know any other than that song that you mentioned? Is there any other songs that are name dropping politicians or political parties or something? I mean, I feel like there was yeah. also a song called like Black Republicans. I think. Ooh, there might be. I think it was like Lil Wayne and somebody. Lil Wayne had a George Bush diss track after Katrina. That too, I remember that one. Georgia Bush. Yeah. Yep. Mm. It was a sick sample. Joe, it was like Ray Charles, right? I believe so. Died on my mind. It was Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, so maybe, so that something like music, I guess, is more of a culture. It's just, that's something that is ingrained in the culture. So little things that get dropped in probably could, could lead to it. But unlike something like on TV or on Twitter or something, it's not as in your face. It's not as um, explicit, I guess. But it still could be a factor, I think. Yeah. And that's basically part of the internet now. Music, honestly, like what we said, radio's dying, even though they play music on it still. I guess some TV channels might play some music somewhere, but it's mostly through the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's so much music now. Like, why would you just get your music from the radio or television and you hear the same 12 songs over and over? Yeah, I do still feel like people probably do that. Though. Or they listen to those over and over and then they go buy it off iTunes. That's Fair. Nice. That, that, okay, I want to say that definitely does happen. <laughs> well, to get historical for a second on, on this, when I was thinking, I was trying to think about what people use, but I mean, there is a time, obviously, even before in this country, before radio, even, mm -hmm. and like how I'm trying to think how candidates, what I'm, I'm sure they still needed to use the media, and there was newspapers and stuff like that to try to capture the minds of people to get it to vote for them and such. But I was looking, I was trying to look into it a little bit, and I came across this site that has like all these old vintage campaign posters. Oh, hell yeah. So apparently, this used to be one of the big things. No, they can't post, you know, Lincoln can't jump on Facebook or something. You can't even call up the radio station and say, you know, let me drop a quick uh, ad in here attacking uh -huh. Jefferson Davis. Is that the guy? Yeah, Jefferson Davis. Or was he the... the uh, cons uh, Jefferson Davis led the con Confederacy. The Confederacy. I don't think that's he was not actually running against no, no. Who, who, Douglas. Who, 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 Frederick, uh, no, not Frederick. Douglas. Somebody Douglas. I know the Lincoln-Douglas debate. That might have been just Iowa, or Illinois politics. Though. No, you're right. It's Douglas. He was, uh, well, yeah, but that was his famous debate. Yeah. He, basically, uh, all that to say, he can't uh, drop a diss track 
or a diss ad. That would have been sick though. But what they would do is they would uh, make these big campaign posters and splash them all about all these towns and everything. Hell yeah. And that was like the media back then, like, oh, let's go check it. Let's go down to the square and check out that new poster and then get put there. Sick. So like this one here, there's one for William McKinley from 1900. I guess this would be for his reelection because he was the incumbent. And just says this, the administration's promises have been kept 1896 to 1900 four more years of the full dinner pail and then there's another poster that just says let well enough alone solid endorsement <laughs> and there's like drawings and stuff on here too american flag a, a picture of uh, him and teddy roosevelt and uh, all this stuff but but yeah let well enough alone was like a slogan to capture people back then did that dude get fired immediately whoever uh I t- i'm not out? sure i mean did i'm not sure if mckinley i think mckinley won this re-election so it must have uh worked well let's see what else is on here we've got okay here's a good one for uh grover cleveland that was apparently running against james blaine was it was his uh, opponent he had a nice big poster with his face on it and it, then it says Blaine Blaine, the continental liar from the state of Maine. So that's kind of like an early uh, attempt at at a a rap disc, kind of. He's got the nice rhyme there. I mean, luckily, the candidate's name rhymed with the state he was a senator from. That's pretty uh, convenient Mm -hmm. to attack him, I would suppose. That's that's right in the strike zone. Trying to pull pull a contemporary example here. Clinton doesn't rhyme with much, much good. I mean... When President Donald Trump is running for re-election in 2020, the slogan could be Dump Trump. Right. A dump a Trump. Trump, right. That sounds like you're getting dumped. Apparently, Ulysses S. Grant has a poster that had the slogan, Vote as you shot. I'm not really sure what that means. Ooh, vote as you shot? Oh, because he, I mean, he led, like, some of the armies of the uh, Union, like, in the most important battle, I I guess. But so you shot, well, you're saying saying vote for Grant. So I led you to victory before, now you gotta get back behind that, under the banner. Okay, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, I feel like it's a little clunky and unclear, but... Notoriously corrupt cabinet. Did Grant have a notoriously corrupt cabinet? Yeah, yeah. It says he has his vice president on here, too, or, or nominee. Schulier Colfax. Was that guy corrupt? I do not know. Hmm. I mean, like, Schulier Colfax. I feel like you probably are. Yeah, almost. It's definitely. not an honest man's name. No, that dude has just, like, the Scrooge McDuck pool. Right. Oh, you think he has a, a, a vault of coins yep, that coins he dives into? Almost definitely. <laughs> Could be the case. Or, well, to something to tie it in, we talk about on Mr. Irrelevant with our friend Greg Jennings not Greg Jennings Greg, <laughs> with our friend Greg Hardy yep maybe and we're talking about voting as you shoot here maybe he was diving into a big vault of guns just a big old couch full of guns would be painful I, although I assume jumping into coins would be as well but the, the important thing is that it's his second amendment right to throw his girlfriend on those guns right sorry is that in the second amendment uh, I know maybe the, you can have the gun at this point but... it depends on who you ask was there a scandal back in the day where, where some politician threw his mistress on, like, a big pile of muskets? I think almost definitely, but I believe, like, they kept that shit behind closed doors. Uh, exactly. So, that I mean, that's a good point. Back in the day, uh, unless maybe uh, the rival was painting it on some poster, uh-huh. parading it through town with this uh, 
spousal abuse via musket. That could have happened. Maybe a couple people would have seen it. Maybe a bunch of people would, but the whole nation's not going to see it. But now every little thing that is going to come out with the 24-hour news cycle, with the internet, Mm -hmm. with cameras on every phone, with everything everywhere, you can't have any secrets really anymore. No. Sir, sir, uh, Mr. Kovacs, I just wanted a, a quick. We need to. Uh, we need to wrap on this. Uh, What's that, son? So, and I don't want to alarm you. What I'm hearing in the media, it's a little confusing. I'm going to take care of this for you. What but are I these yellow-bellied, yellow media journalists saying about me? I just want to know what happened. They're saying some really rough things about you and a woman who is not your wife, and a pile of muskets. My wife, Evelyn. Not, not your wife, Evelyn. Not your wife, Evelyn. Evelyn's name is clear. Evelyn, pristine. Evelyn's a gem. You know that. You know that I love Evelyn. I'm talking about someone else. Really? You love her? Because I don't really like her. I don't really like her that much anymore. If you want to take her out on the sound one night, I'd be fine with that. So I got my own things going on, kind of. You know, I have my own plans for a a Saturday evening, and it doesn't really involve my wife, if you know what I mean. I I would love to take Evelyn off your hands, if that's what you're implying, sir. All right, well, don't get too fresh with me. Don't be too excited about it. Yeah, yeah, sir, I apologize. I will, I will do my duty. Mm. However, if I'm going to take care of this, I need to know the full story. Oh, what? The story of what? About the guns, sir. A man's got a lot of guns, you know. What, what do you... What as is his right, of course. As is my government right, my Second Amendment right. And as the, the Vice President of these United States, I really feel that I should be shown with guns a lot just to... Make sure and remind all our constituents and all these American citizens that that is their right. How else does one show strength and virility? That's damn right. That's damn right. So what's the problem? But about the pile of them and the mistress. All right, so so in my office in the White House, I have a little space left only because I did stack up a lot of guns and muskets and stuff. I mean, I've got a lot. I can't carry them all out when I'm going to my events and my speeches. Stumping for... Uh, for General Grant, President Grant, you know, I shoot off a few, but then most of them got to stay in the pile in the office. What's the problem? In the office, sir, the bruises. The bruises. My guns are kept in pretty well-kept condition. I mean, uh, I don't think they're getting too bruised. On the ha- Maybe the handle gets a little worn Not down. Not the guns, sir. Your guns are pristine. You know I love your guns. Oh, you want to take my guns out on the town on a Saturday night? I don't think so, buddy. I would, I would never. I wouldn't dare. However... There is the matter, and I must take care of it. I will take care of this for you. This will not get out to the public. I'm going to use my connections Uh in the journalism industry, which, as you know, pretty much is just telegraphs and newspapers. What about the mistress, sir? The mistress. And the bruises from the guns. Oh, that girl? Listen, she was getting a little fresh with me, and uh, she was starting to bother me and bring up things about Evelyn, my wife, you know, and I didn't look at her. She was... Standing close to the gun pile, to the musket pile, and I may have uh, pushed her on top of it, uh, mostly accidentally. You know, I, I meant to really push her uh, to the left of the pile, so my guns didn't really get, you know, like I said, keep them in fine shape. I didn't want them to get ripped at all. Yes. And I, I wanted to just teach her a little lesson and throw her uh, to the wall a bit. Unfortunately, my aim wasn't, uh, wasn't as good as it used to be, and she landed on the pile. So what's coming? This is coming out in the media now? No, sir, and I'm going to take care of that. Okay, because that's true. You better take care of this. I don't want anyone out there to think that I don't take guns seriously, 
and then I would just throw some uh, some lassie into them. Guns are very serious. Uh, or anyone into them. You know, I, I want to make sure that they know that. So, uh, well, how are you going to spend this thing in the, in the telegraphs here, in the newspapers? You're going to say that uh, I threw her into a, uh, into a pile of petitions from, let's see here, I threw her into a pile of angry letters about the president, President Grant, uh, asking him to step down. I like where you're going. If we can get Grant to step down, you being the vice president would be the president. Hmm. All right, that's not where I was going. I, I was just uh, thinking about something we could replace the guns with that I threw this girl into. Of course, you weren't thinking that, sir. That's what I'm here for. So wait a minute. You're saying if we spin this story a certain way that we can get, get Grant out of office and I will assume the presidency. America will have a president shul your Koufax. Oh, boy. Hmm. Now, I thought that the president would have to die for me to step into office, so... You let me worry about that. All right, well... What step are you going to take right now, uh, specifically, to make sure this, this story doesn't get out as it... I'm just going to say that this silly woman tripped, and you pushed her onto a pile of anti-Grant letters to save her. Oh, okay, so she's falling, and I pushed her onto some letters you instead redirected. of... redirected. I don't know, I think we need to put something in here, like she was going to... Because who cares about a silly woman, like they're... That's no, 1880. No one cares about a silly no, no woman. No one's going to believe this story that if I, I stepped in to push her out of harm's way of hitting the floor or something, she must have been about to fall on something valuable. She was endangering the guns. Right. But then that's bringing up that the, the guns were in the proximity. I feel like some of these other yellow-bellied journalists are going to put two and two together, and uh, they're going to find out the real story. So I'd really prefer... No guns. That the gun's not... Let's pretend... Let's move out of the okay. room. It wasn't in my office where the gun pile is. Let's say it was out on the veranda, the White House veranda. Woo. So uh, that's where we were. There was a valuable piece of uh, property uh, below, and I had to push her out of the way onto those uh, anti-grant letters. A beautiful piano, maybe. <sighs> a piano. You always see pianos falling. You never see people falling on pianos. I think that we could work this. All right, so... The dame is going to fall onto the, the piano. I push her, uh, I redirect her, and she falls on these uh, anti-grant letters, scattering the letters all about. And good to do that, because uh, you, know, you can't be uh, assaulting your president this way, sending in letter. I know democracy, but can't send all these letters in and not expect them to get uh, fallen on by a dame and uh, spread all around. Exactly. A clumsy dame like that? Very clumsy. She was clumsy, too. I mean, when she emerged from that gun pile, you know, she had got some in her pocket then. She was dragging them on her feet. It was ridiculous. I almost, I would have tossed her on there again had I not realized logically that it would just make things even worse. Read the pile. All right. What's your name, son? My name is Robert Schumann. All right, Bobby Shue. I think you, uh, you're doing a good service for me here. You're going to keep... I trust this all uh, how we want it to go because you know there is that re-election coming up and who knows if uh, if things go down with uh, old Ulysses maybe the re-election will be not for him but for me. We can for only for a selected so. term. All right. Well, I I've got to go uh, find a, a couple of new mistresses and uh, smoke a few cigars. So why don't you just hold on to this musket here? You want to keep yourself safe with that. And that's my gift to you. It's a twenty-two musket. I will use this to protect myself against government tyranny and black flag operations. All right, Bobby. Bush.
So I don't know if this has anything to do with how you use media. I, mean, I guess this could be how the media is kind of going the other way. It's how the media uses politicians or other, not just politicians, but since we're talking about them, anyone famous really, um, or notable to the public, all these uh, media sources need, again, to create content, so they're gonna look, dig up everything. And then for a guy like Trump, I guess, it doesn't really seem to have an effect. Nothing, nothing phases him. <laughs> He, like, or his I, own I guess Twitter feed is just like a, a joyce stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like he has no idea what he's nothing saying. It doesn't matter if it's true. Right, nothing phases him. But I guess I meant more people who are apparently his supporters. Right, right. I, I assume that they eat that shit up. Or yeah. Well, well, let's look into. Let's see what the old Donald is tweeting these days. Let me try to pull up my Twitter machine here. All right, so I've got the old the old Donald's Twitter up here. I guess this will be time stamping us directly when we're recording this but uh his uh, his newest tweet at the time of this recording is lion ted cruz lost all five races on tuesday Ooh. and he was just given a jinx a lindsey graham endorsement also backed jab lindsey got zero exclamation point zero what do you think he's talking about there uh, Lindsey Graham, like, one zero primaries, was polling at around 0% when he backed out, and then uh, issued a statement that was like, hey, um, this is ridiculous, we must band together and stop Donald Trump if you, uh, Got it. If you want to take Republican politics seriously, which uh, obviously nobody does. And I guess this lion, Ted Cruz, I guess that's the nickname he's trying to put on Cruz there. That's not like a super cool nickname. It's not great. We were talking about rhymes before. I feel like you should have got a rhyme scheme going in there. Yeah. Loser Ted Cruz. That kind of rhymes. Yeah. Isn't Trump likes to throw around that word a lot. Yeah. Ted Snooze. It's right there. Uh, Ted Snooze, yeah. Is he is Cruz a boring guy? He's creepy looking at least. He's so weird. He looks like Pudding. <laughs> pudding Cruz. I like Pudding Cruz. All right, the next one's like an ad about joining us in Salt Lake City tonight. Uh, below that, Hillary Clinton has been involved in corruption for most of her professional life, exclamation point. So he really is pretty much exclaiming every, I'm just looking down the board here, on all these Twitter uh, messages, tweets, I guess is how you would say that. Tweets, yes. <laughs> Twitter messages, I'm trying to make it longer. He ends each one with an exclamation point. Is this due... Um, People just love exclamation points. Is this why it's getting so popular? Yeah, I think it is. Well, you know how, like, people who use Facebook, um, no shade, uh, over 40s who use Facebook will just, like, capitalize random weird words and exclaim a little too much. Sure, sure. They don't, they don't keep the cautious distance that we, uh, that we young millennials do. Uh, I think that that's really helping. <laughs> so older voters are relating to this. <laughs> like, right. Well, I mean, even... To the weird internet grammar. <laughs> going just one tweet below that is his... Is he just tweeted out his catchphrase, "Make America Great Again," ending in an exclamation point, all caps, every single cap uh, used throughout here. Miss you, love Uncle Donald. Post it on your public yeah. photo. Now, to be fair, he didn't put any exclamations in the wrong area, I guess, or he didn't lowercase some, uppercase others. So right. It was a little bit sharper than your uncle, I guess. But so, okay, this is something on Twitter I've noticed lately: is you can put these polls up and you can vote in them. Uh -huh. And then it even get. I think I voted in a couple, and it gives you a message like a couple of days later, like, "Oh, the poll you voted in is uh, has been decided, or whatever. Yeah. Check it out now." So, um, Donald uh, says here, 
who should star in a reboot of Liar Liar? God. Hillary Clinton or Ted Cruz? Uh, question mark. Let me know. Period. So, at least when he's coming to the, the uh, poll in questions here, he's not exclaiming. But and there's an Instagram attachment. Let's see what that picture is. Oh, it's Liar Liar with. Uh, I mean, I guess he's already made the decision because uh, he has Ted Cruz here instead of uh, a, a Cruz head on top of Jim Carrey. I don't know if Hillary gets the vote on this one or is he going to make a new Instagram putting her her head on there? I think maybe the point was to compare Ted Cruz to Hillary because if you just say Hillary is a liar, there's a certain percentage of the uh, voting population uh, that's just going to just gonna rally around that because they hate her. Highly overrated and ampersand and crazy at Megyn Kelly is always complaining about Trump, speaking about himself in the third person here, I suppose. Always. And and yet she devotes her shows to me. Focus on others, Megan! Exclamation point. Now, one might think that Trump did slip up here with some spelling, but I believe, I guess Megan Kelly really does spell her name, M E G Y N, which is kind of a strange uh, way to go with that. But it's a weird way to spell Megan, uh, but I, I guess that her, is how she spells it. Parents are responsible for that one. But what is it? Is this uh, so? He had this whole beef with Megyn Kelly, who's what, a Fox News talking head type person or host? Yeah, she... Does she have her own show, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it was something about she was moderating one of the debates and they were getting into it and mm-hmm. Trump was not coming off yeah, it is well never, on that one. Right, it has never gone well for a debate moderator to try to, to try to be like, hold up, just so everyone at home is clear, that man just lied. Uh, it's it's not it didn't work out for her or John Dickerson. Oh well, I thought it did. I thought, I guess I didn't like look too much into this story, but I thought he was coming off looking worse at at the end of their thing. Well, there was this like there was this like really feminist moment where like people weren't sure whether they should hate Megyn Kelly or like not care about Megyn Kelly because she's so awful, or if they should rally around her because of uh, Donald Trump's the the weird misogynist attacks that he was just loving loving at her the blood coming out of her whatever okay. statement yeah, and so. i think we should call her medjine from now on because i'm looking at her name again i read medjine kelly medjine is, is is more or mcgain 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 all right i think the thing between trump and mcgain probably is helping them both out though ultimately and we're getting point. back to the media here Gets her more ratings on her show, presumably. Right. You talk about you talk about the biggest going. target, yeah. Looks like my five victories on Tuesday will be just as good as if I won Ohio. Looking, sorry, looking like my five victories on Tuesday will be just as good as if I won Ohio. Two more days and Ohio was mine exclamation. What does can you uh, translate that one for me? Yeah, Trump lost Ohio. God, well, yeah, I knew that because Kasich won, right? Yeah. But what does he mean, two more days, and it was mine? Um, I think he wasn't polling well there early, and he was polling well there late, but then the polls closed, as polls are wont to do. So then the the person who got more votes during the time that the polls were happening, which is how, you know, voting works, won that state. Won that state's delegates for the election, I should say. Or for the convention. There we go. Now I've said the right thing. Okay. And while you've been saying that, I've, I've unfortunately got distracted on Twitter and blanked out on everything you just said. Which is exactly what you want. Mexico. Well, I'm falling right into it. You are. Literally, it's a live example on the podcast of how I fell right into it. 
looking at more attacks against Lion Cruz and and McGahn Kelly here. Do you think? I mean, has uh, has Trump even used that that new uh, pronunciation we've just come up with here? He should. We should get him on the horn and tell him about that. I I believe that we should. All right. Well, anyway, so that's the Trump Twitter. I guess I should probably click off of this before I get sucked into the whole campaign here. Donald Absolutely. J. Trump, by the way, what does the J stand for? Uh, do we want to guess? Will he sue us? Uh, Julius? I don't think it stands for... Oh, okay, I thought that was your answer. Do you want to guess? Will he sue us? I was going to oh. say, that doesn't start with a J, but well, it's it could a be a J. J-D-O, do we want to guess? Do we want to guess? <laughs> Is there a J word that's like similar to... Uh, or that would be synonymous with suing or levying lots of superfluous lawsuits? Justice seeking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's, uh, that makes him sound a little better than he probably is. Uh, well, all right. Let's see. Oh, let's. Well, before we click off this, uh, let's see. He's following 42 people. I'm curious to see who he follows. Vanessa Trump. I don't know. That's one of his relatives, I guess. Laura Trump. Same. Uh, Sean Hannity. Fox Nation. Ann Coulter. Something called Diamond and Silk. I don't know what that is at all. It's two black women who have hashtag stump for Trump, baby. I, I, I don't know what that is. Katrina Campins. Uh, Katrina Pearson. So he's got a lot of Katrinas uh, that he likes to follow. That's weird. Melania Trump is his wife. Either his wife daughter. or his daughter. I, I think I his don't daughter's name is so Ivanka. You're right, you're right, you're right. Maybe it's multiple, but... And, uh, all right, so, oh, Irving follows Magic Johnson. <laughs> I'm trying, and, and then he follows a bunch of his own hotels. Right. And so that's about it. Uh, and then, yeah, Ivanka's at the bottom. Well, all right, so that didn't lead to anything too interesting. But Trump's working the Twitter with his exclamations. He's working the media with his uh, beefs and all that, I guess, starting up, doing typical reality show type of stuff, essentially, like the He's uh, good at, I guess. Proving once again that as long um, as you never stop talking, it does yeah. not matter what you say. Uh, and meanwhile, when it comes to the Democratic side of things, I guess Hillary's on top as of right now. It seems like yeah, yeah she she's will secure the nomination over yeah. Bernie Sanders. Bernie might have a little bit more going for him over social media maybe like yeah, I guess younger the young people are into him or? the youngins are out here for Bernie on social media and the weird thing like Hillary's campaign was so desperate to be loved for a while she they were like releasing videos of her trying to do the nay nay when that was a popular thing oh, and like God. they released that five reasons Hillary Clinton's just like your abuela which really pissed off Latin American voters is that how we say that what's what are you unclear on the term pissed off whatever Latin they, American who, voters where are we going whatever they want to be called I uh, I don't want to be an asshole a Latino I would say Latino I don't know okay uh, Latino voters well that's that just gets me back to the whole thing of like how I think US politics is pretty much fucked because you got Trump on one hand on the other side you've got Hillary trying to be relatable by doing like a dance craze like uh-huh. you can't picture even even if we go back to 50 years ago or whatever, like, we were talking about Nixon had to change his appearance over mm-hmm. over TV appearances, like, to make himself look better. But, like, I mean, can you picture, like, Nixon, like, having to go on TV and do, like, 
the twist. There's something, I guess, or like whatever. Right. Well, Tans Crazy like, was back then. Right. Like, it's ridiculous. This person's supposed to be running the, the free, the so-called free world. There should have been some sort of dignity. They're, yeah, but it's completely gone from mm-hmm. politics now. And and I think honestly, like, this wasn't going to be my total point, but I'm kind of coming to this conclusion now at the end. The pod here that's is the media largely responsible for how things have gone downhill in this regard because people only want to be entertained in a certain way. I buy that. And there's so much more forms of entertainment coming in. And I'm not like trying to put myself separate from that. I like to be entertained all the time too. So right. whatever I want on the internet, watch whatever TV shows, you know. But at the same time, then it becomes something this like this where. Now that we're used to being entertained in this way all the time, well, let's have our president be entertaining, too. Right, no one can take it uh, seriously. Yeah. Up on stage, you know, insulting people. Right. Saying, you're a loser, you're an idiot. Literally talking about his dick. Yeah. Which I think some former presidents did, but... Yeah, you know, LBJ, LBJ loved talking about his dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I don't think he was uh, debating whoever uh, and saying that then, you know. Yeah, so that's more of behind a closed doors caught on a video recorded sort of thing yeah but all right well, is there any uh we're wrapping it up here is there anything you want to end on e dash nam young gallup poll is there any thesis you've come to here where how the media has affected politics this way or how they've been using it and what it means yeah uh i guess i just want to go back to the point that i sort of made about the donald earlier just like the more you require candidates and and really anyone to constantly have something to say, the less interesting the things that they're saying are going to be, and it doesn't look like that matters. Um, as as, As long as you can be loud right now, that's all, that's all that's, I guess, cutting through. Like, we're not hearing, we're not hearing a lot of ideas. Yeah. And being loud, you're saying part of being loud is like not just like literally screaming, but like using the media to blast mm-hmm. this stuff everywhere over Twitter, over TV, all this stuff. Definitely, and like I don't want to be, I don't, I, I don't want to take like a declinist position. I mean, I feel like with that Andrew Andrew Jackson um, election that we may or may not have spoken about, people were writing into newspapers and taking very serious stances, but they were like they were talking about his wife, so. I don't think we did mention this, so it was like... It's not like things were necessarily more uh, serious, but they're just the ever-present dialogue. It's just drowning out anything meaningful. Yeah, and and it's easier to be drowned out when there's so many different forums coming your For way, sure. mostly due to the internet, but... And news cycle, as we said, and all of that. Well, that that's pretty good. I think we had a pretty good talk here, Enam. Same. E-Eric, and yeah, I think we, we figured everything out. Yeah, we drew we drew some parallels. But I mean, maybe we should reconvene in a few months, uh, still ahead of the, the November election. See if there's anything new we can add to this. Maybe there's a different pop parallel we can add or bring in all together. Approach it from another angle because I know that this is going to be, even though I'm already getting kind of tired of it. Same. I know this is going to be uh, dominate the news all year. This is your uh, news, America. I, yeah. I assume it will, unless something crazy happens. Uh, so, yeah. Look out for that. Look out for our next episode, which will be on a different topic, be a different guest probably. Maybe uh, E-Nam will be back. Maybe not. We don't know. As I said at the beginning of this, we're constantly mixing up the format every time. Hopefully we'll get Podnam back in here, and we'll we'll see what that's about. But please go ahead to Podboys Productions on Facebook and take a look at that page and uh, check out any uh, podcasts 
under the Pod Boys P O D B O Y Z Productions heading, and you can uh, go to the Pod Boys Productions YouTube and even uh, see a little video advertisement uh, for a show I have coming up that my friend Eric here has as a starring role in as well with our other man. She's had Marv. She's had Marv. We miss so, you. So uh, check that out. I'm at Drew Wills on Twitter, D-R-E-W-W-I-L-Z. And uh, you want to give out your Twitter handle so when people can get these late-night drunken rants from you. Uh, yeah, if you love the NBA, I'm out here. It's at It's Your Boy, I-T-S-H-Y-A-B-O-I. Mm-hmm. So just rewind the podcast back, the 15-second button to... You know, write down that complicated name there. Make sure you spell that yeah, right. Yeah, I'll change it soon. <laughs> and, uh, can you change your ads? I don't think you can. You'd have to get a new one. Actual real journalists can, and I refuse to believe that that, av- that function is not available publicly. All right, well, you're basically a real journalist now after this podcast comes out. I so feel I like we got to the truth right. of the matter, so. Get verified, all that stuff. All right, well, we'll be back in the future, but for right now, uh, just uh, keep on living. I'm, using, I'm signing off with Matthew McConaughey's catch. All right. <laughs> Oh, Not, all right. Yeah, you sign up for this <laughs> other one, and that's how we do it. All right, peace. All right, welcome back to the Great Debate Podcast. Of course, this is the number two podcast currently on iTunes for debating, and I'm cycling as it's of course election year. I'm cycling all candidates in, all major candidates at least. You know, the the number one political uh, debate podcast on iTunes, uh, the Debate Kings, you know, they think they've got better guests than me. Well, I'm about to prove why that's wrong once again, and I get the reviews, I get the downloads because of my guests, like the one we have today, uh, Governor, I should say former Governor, Eric Tillman, on the show today. How are you doing, former Governor? I'm doing excellent. I'm very, very glad to be here on In My Heart, the number one debate podcast. On iTunes. That's right. You don't care about those debate kings, right? Have you been on their show? Have you? uh, I might have been on the the debate kings. Mm, Well, only to get my message out. That's right. Yeah, you've got to get your message out. You know, I'm sure they asked you a lot of silly questions. Are they're more of a joking podcast? But and quite frankly, I did not care for it. Right. Why would you? You're a serious-minded guy, and you're serious about winning the presidential election of this country. You want to be the, the next president of the United States, 2032. I want to be clear, I want that more than anything. I want that more than I want to stay married to my beautiful, lovely wife. Of course, your lovely wife, Amelanina. <laughs> yes, that is uh, that, Beautiful that is name, her. by the way. Excellent name, beautiful name, tremendous. But, let's get down to it. So, you were the governor of your home state of Arkansas, and it seemed to be uh, that you actually have, your, of course, you have your own podcast, who doesn't these days, but it seems like your podcast actually vaulted you maybe ahead of some candidates in that gubernatorial race years back. Uh, can you speak on that a bit? Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, that is what I've heard. I don't know. My team put together some, some great podcasts for me. I was able to, uh, I was able to really connect with, with the youth and with the olds. Excuse me, the elderly. Excuse me. We're just going to move on. I was able to connect with Arkansans. I, I believe that... Uh, I just make smart commentary, and I think that people, especially in America in 2032, people really, really respond to smart commentary, and there's no such thing as a knee-jerk reaction in Arkansas. That's, that's what's happening. Of course, and I know a lot of time uh, on your podcast was spent debating the, the famous Razorback of Arkansas. Yes. Uh, you know, how many 
razors is appropriate for a, a logo uh, on the uh, the razor back. How many Listen, razors to back? It was when, we made, when we made the decision, when I should say the University of Arkansas, with which I was not affiliated, made the decision to switch to an actual pig with actual barbershop razors on its back, my opponent decided that 16 was a good number. And 16 is not a good number. 16 is not a prime number. I went with 17, and I feel like the people really responded to that. It seems like they did, uh, but then it led to a controversial, I guess, stance from you where you started saying that 17 was the best number for everything, and you uh, stopped doing that Arkansas podcast after 17 episodes, and I think you found out that uh, your approval started to dip at that point, but you stuck to your guns. The people want a pod, and uh, I probably should have given them, I maybe should have given them more, but I feel like 17 being a prime number, prime, irreducible, it just felt like a good place to stop. Could I have stopped at 14? Could I have stopped at 15? Could I have kept it going? Who knows? Well, I, I do want to point in that I think you could have kept it going. I mean, that's certainly something you could do. Don't mince words with me. All right. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry, Governor Tillman, former governor. Of course, this is a, a debate show. So we, I have to grill you on the topics. Of course, of course. And what better topic to grill you on to start you off with is than our current president, uh, President Hardwick. President Hardwick, don't even get me started on that clown. And uh, if you if you get the nomination for your party, you would be running against him, the incumbent. I would, I would, I would gladly run against that nerd. Yeah. Well, he of course is of the nerdist party, where uh, you're you're seeking the nomination for the Gimlet. Party. I am, I am. I'm out, I'm out here. I just believe that America has had four years of nerd stuff. And quite frankly, I'm tired of the comic books, I'm tired of the suits, I'm tired of the explosion. I believe that America wants entertainment, and we're talking podcasts, we're talking politics, for adults, by adults. So you are not a fan of uh, Marvel's Avengers 35.5, uh, Spider-Man meets Doctor Doom, Listen. who teams up against... The Justice Squad of America. It's part just two. too much. We've reached a point of we've reached a point of superhero saturation. I can't walk down the street without seeing someone dressed as an actual superhero. I live in Arkansas. Why would we need superheroes? Who wants to blow up Arkansas? I love Arkansas. All right. Well, I thought there was a your state did have a, a super villain scandal at one point. I think, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2024. Uh, when there was that Arkansan bandit. Right. Well, we apprehended the Arkansan bandit. We, we, as a state, without the help of the intrusive federal government, apprehended the Arkansan bandit. We locked him away. We did the right thing. Uh, okay, that's good, because for a while there, it seemed like that bandit was uh, forcing everyone to mispronounce the name of uh, Arkansas. There was a brief uh, period where, uh, I'll admit even myself, out of fear, did begin pronouncing Arkansas, Arkansas. Really? Well, see, I get the good scoop on the Great Debate podcast, because I don't think many people would have known that about you, that even you were held sway by the Arkansan bandit. Listen, the whole state was held hostage, and I feel like it was a, tr it was a troubling time, and I feel like we all grew together. We now know that Razorbacks have 17 actual barbershop razors on their backs, all right. and we're pronouncing the state's name the right way. We've made That's progress. True. Although, I don't know if this has been on your radar, former governor, but... The Bandit does actually have his own podcast as well from the state penitentiary, the, the Bandit Pod. Listen, I would never step on anyone's right to free speech, but who's really listening to that? Right, you don't step on anyone's right to free pod. Uh, so, of course, you're probably not a fan of 
Alan, this is if I can lead you in this with a nice softball here. You're not a fan of President Hardwick's decision to make podcast listening mandatory uh, to replace the Pledge of Allegiance in school with the Pledge of Nerdist Pod, where, of course, everyone has to listen to 10 minutes of Nerdist every morning with their hand over their heart. You're, I'm assuming, not a fan of that. That is not the America that our forefathers fought for. And of course, by our forefathers, I mean our literal forefathers, John F. Kennedy, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Richard M. Nixon. The forefathers. Right. It's clear at this point that all Americans can trace their lineage back to one of those four presidents. That's just common knowledge. Mm-hmm. I got some of that knowledge myself on the genealogy podcast I listen to. That's a great podcast. I love the genealogy podcast. The Geopod G-Pod. All right, let's get into some more issues. Uh, unless you want to rail against Hardwick some more, but I think there's plenty of time for that. So within the Gimlet party itself, I think there's some uh, infighting, if I may say, and you have to worry about that right now just to secure the nomination. And of course, I think you know where I'm going with this. Advertising advertising. on your podcast length and comedy and entertainment. Some of your opponents have come out and said that advertisements should be a strict amount of time, have a strict amount of facts in there, and only limited entertainment value within the advertisements sprinkled throughout everyone's podcast, whereas I think you might have a different scenario or a different plan for this country. That has been brought up by my opponent from the Gimlet Party, PJ. Lovely man, lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you the same question that I asked him on the debate stage two weeks ago oh. in North Carolina. Answering a question with a question. Classic debate. Classic debate technique. I like it. Let me ask you this question. Where's the fun? As you know, my plan for more native advertising would allow for A, me to try out a bunch of cool fancy products, and B, more importantly, would allow me to create a more carefully crafted, a more tender, and frankly funnier advertisement. Three minutes, five minutes, does it really matter for a specific product? Okay, well I think these statements will be controversial because that's a pretty wide swing vis-a-vis number of minutes along with amount of entertainment. Now, you haven't thrown out a percentage or anything, but it sounds like you would even be willing to go up to 80-85% entertainment value, with the rest being, of course, advertising the product or product information. Listen, the the market will correct itself. If advertisers don't want their advertisements to be funny, they'll stop advertising and we'll adjust. My point is, why legislate? Well, that is a strong stance indeed. You know, Speak of the devil, we're, we have to go on to an advertising break now. Now, now, don't hold my feet to the fire too much on what percentage of entertainment. You know, I'm not an entertainer, I'm a great debater. Oh, well, I'm not the president Moderator, yet. so. So we'll be back with more uh, of former Governor Tillman after these uh, messages here, who, and of course, we'll talk more about his fight to win that nomination and to take on President Hardwick in the 2032 election. Get that nerd out of here. All right. And it's going to last a little more than 17 seconds, this commercial break, Governor Tillman, but I hope you're all right with that. I'll, I'll be fine. Okay. Bush.